Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, just popping on here to say hello and give a quick intro to this episode. So if you're somebody who has been thinking about doing a spring cut, aka diet, this episode is going to be of interest to you. Because I think a lot of times when women approach dieting or cutting, a lot of times they go right to calorie restriction. And this episode is all about other options as far as practicing restriction when it comes to your diet and losing weight. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and it gives you some different options as far as losing weight and changing your body composition. And if you're somebody who is gearing up for some sort of physique change this spring slash summer, I would love for you to sign up for my free online event that's happening in mid-March. It's called Find Your Fit Physique Number and it's all about finding how much is appropriate for you to get to your physique goals. So I think a lot of women, this is going to be kind of an assumption, but typically underfuel their body, or if they are consuming enough, they're not consuming the right types of food as far as getting enough protein and getting enough carbohydrates and things like that. So this on this live event is going to be all about figuring out that number for you so you can gain that lean muscle, fuel your body properly, and if you are interested in losing fat, how to do it in a responsible way that is not going to make you crazy and frustrated and give up after you know two weeks of the scale staying the same. I just think our approach at Carrots and Cake is very realistic um, and sustainable as far as what we do. So I hope you decide to sign up. I think you're going to get a lot out of it as far as what it really means to fuel your body. And of course, I'm going to mix in some mineral balancing information just because I believe in minerals so much. And I really think if you can nourish your body properly, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to have more motivation. It's going to be so much easier for you to lose weight and get strong. So It's a totally free event. I would love for you to sign up. I'll include the link in my show notes. And of course, you know, if you can attend live, I would love to see you there. There really is something to be said about attending an event live, engaging, and really going all in as far as participation goes. But I get it, you know, these two sessions, they're in the middle of the day. Maybe you can't take a break for lunch. Um, I'll absolutely share the recordings with you so you can watch them at your own time. But it's going to be a great event. You're going to have homework. I'm going to put you to work. And I really do think you're going to get a lot of lot out of it. And when you're done, you're going to have a game plan to move forward as far as eating enough, fueling your body properly, and just helping you get to your physique goals. All right, guys, I'm going to stop rambling. I hope you're having a lovely day, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Did you know cutting calories from your diet isn't the only way to lose weight? There's actually three types of restriction and picking the type of restriction that best works for you, your personality, your lifestyle can get you the best possible results when it comes to fat loss. In this video, I'm going to talk about three types of restriction, 
how to use them, and I'm going to offer you some awesome free resources to help you with those various types of restriction. So if fat loss is your goal, this video is for you. And I have learned a lot over the years. I have worked one-on-one -on -one with clients for a good decade now. And I can honestly tell you that just cutting calories from somebody's diet isn't always the best method for helping them lose weight. A lot of times it makes them a little crazy because they're hungry, they're stressed out, you know, they're not eating enough. And of course, yes, calories in, calories out, that will help you lose weight, but there are other types of restriction that can help you lose weight and might be a better fit for you and your goals. So I am going to talk about each of those types and let me know if any of these resonate with you because different things work for different people. And I can honestly say there's no one right way to lose weight. And there's a lot of different tools. And these are just three types of tools that do practice restriction, but can help you lose weight in a healthy, sustainable way. So the first type of restriction is the typical calorie restriction. I think this is the most common. It's very traditional in the sense. A lot of people go to this when it comes to dieting and going on a diet. And yes, this can work, doesn't work for everyone. I can personally tell you this is not my favorite way to lose weight. I just don't like being hungry. I love food. I love exercise. I love working out. So for me to cut calories, I'm just not going to be my happiest or healthiest self. I get hangry. I get moody. I don't recover from my workouts. So this isn't my personal favorite form of restriction, but it works for a lot of people. And if you're somebody who's like, eh, I've tried it, it works, it doesn't work, I wanted to give you some tips for how to make it a little bit easier and to give you some tips for how to use calorie restriction in a way to lose weight that is not going to totally stress out your body, wreck your hormones, wreck your metabolism, um, but in a way that is responsible. So the first tip when it comes to quote unquote calorie restriction is simply adding more protein to your diet. So protein, it is super filling. It is super satisfying. It can help maintain your blood sugar, keep your cravings at bay, help you build muscle. It's good for mood and brain health and all the things. So there's a lot of good reasons why you should add more protein to your diet. But on the calorie front, there's something called the thermic effect of food. And basically that means that different macronutrients, so protein, carbohydrates, and fat, take more or less energy to break down. Protein requires the most energy to break down as far as your digestion system goes. So your body is working harder to digest that protein and essentially burning more calories. I've heard statistics that your body needs 20% more energy to break down protein compared to carbohydrates and fat. So simply eating more protein, your body is burning more calories. And in that same vein, eating more whole foods is going to require more energy to break down. So if you think about processed foods, 
they're processed, they're broken down. In theory, they're a little bit easier to break down. So there's definitely not more energy required to break down processed foods. They're already kind of processed. But whole foods, ones that you know come from the earth or from an animal that aren't processed, those take more energy to break down too. So simply adding more protein, more whole foods, your body, your digestive system is working harder, burning more calories to break down that food and digest it. Another thing you can do to help with this calorie restriction is really loading up on high volume foods. And what I mean by high volume foods are foods that take up a lot of space <laughs> as far as your stomach goes, like what goes into your body, but also take up a lot of energy as far as chewing them and digesting them. They take up a lot of space on your plate. So what I'm talking about here are, you know, greens, um, mixed greens, salad greens, bitter greens, any sort of green vegetable like that is going to offer a okay amount of nutrients, but very, very few calories and can be very, very filling. So also in there are all sorts of green veggies, your broccoli, your cauliflower. I guess cauliflower is not green, <laughs> but Brussels sprouts and kale and all the vegetables, any vegetable you want. Basically, you can eat a lot of vegetables for very few calories. So really loading up your plate with tons of greens, tons of vegetables. It's a really great way to fill you up, get that fiber into your body, um, but not add a ton of calories. So if you're somebody who just feels like they're constantly hungry, you're doing this diet, you're restricting calories, load up on the protein, load up on the vegetables. And what I tell our clients a lot of the time is that when they're looking at their plate, make half of that plate all vegetables. I mean, it can be raw vegetables, steamed vegetables, a big old salad, and then the rest of the plate can be protein and maybe a little bit of fat, maybe some starches. Kind of depends on you and your goals, but really just load up on those vegetables. So when you're eating a ton of vegetables and leafy greens and things like that, you're adding a ton of fiber to your diet. And when you have enough fiber in your diet, it most likely means that you are eating a bunch of whole foods, you are feeling a bit more satisfied, your blood sugar is a bit more stable, your gut health is even better. But when you're much more balanced like this, as far as your blood sugar levels go, you're not gonna have as many cravings and it's going to be easier for you to stick to that calorie deficit. Um, because when your blood sugar is all over the place and you have all these crazy cravings, you're craving sugar, you're craving salt, whatever it is, it's gonna be so much harder to stick to that diet. And if you are banking on being in a calorie restriction and losing weight through this type of restriction, you gotta make sure you are not overeating and you are remaining in that deficit. So adding that fiber, lots of vegetables, a good amount of protein can be really helpful. The next tip I have for you when it comes to practicing this calorie restriction is to have a start and stop date of your diet. You should not be on a forever diet. And I see this all the time with women and I do feel like it's a very big mistake that they just go from diet to diet to diet and they're just always in this calorie deficit and when you are constantly under eating it is really stressful on your body it slows your metabolism it can make weight loss harder because you basically just end up plateauing and when you keep plateauing you have to keep cutting your calories lower and lower and lower and eventually you get to a place where you can't cut calories any 
more. So what I mean by a start and stop date, have a start and stop date for your diet. Like you should not have that moving finish line. So the longest diet that we put our clients on is anywhere from 12 to 16 weeks. And 16 weeks is honestly a really long diet. It's a long time to be restricting calories. I mean, mentally, emotionally, physically. And I think a 16 week diet can work if you're doing a slow and steady approach, but I wouldn't go any longer than that because that's when you get diet fatigue. Like you don't want to diet anymore. And a lot of times women will swing the other way and they'll start binging and gain all the weight back. So you want to keep it in a time frame that you know you can commit to being in that calorie deficit and not making yourself crazy because yeah, it gets to a point where you don't want to be restricted anymore. It's not fun to be hungry and tired and miserable. And when you're on a very restrictive diet like that, or you're restricting your calories, you're not building muscle. You're not easily maintaining muscle. And like I've mentioned in all my videos that I've made about perimetopause and hormones and whatnot, you need muscle. You got to use it or you're going to lose it. And it should really be a priority. So being on a short diet, probably okay, but it's not something that I would do for extended periods of time. And what I tell my clients and the women I work with, like 90% of your life should be spent in maintenance. And these diets and this calorie restriction should be really like short periods of your life. So my final tip for calorie restriction is to pick a time in your life where you can really commit to being in a calorie deficit. Because if you want the best possible result, you need to give a good effort. And what I say to our clients is, you can't give a C plus effort and expect A plus results. And I think when women embark on these traditional diets, calorie restriction, they expect that they're gonna lose all this weight, everything's gonna be amazing. And a lot of times they struggle and it's not all their fault. I just think they pick a bad time to commit to this type of diet and this type of calorie restriction. So like I've seen women try to diet during the holidays or during the summer when it's all about beer and barbecues, or they're having their kitchen renovated and they can't do any sort of meal prep and they're relying on takeout all the time. That is not an ideal time to do a diet. Or they just had a baby and the baby's not sleeping through the night. So they're not sleeping through the night and their blood sugar and cravings are all over the place. That is also not a good time to practice calorie restriction. So my whole point is to pick a time where you can really devote yourself to this. Because if you want to see those fat loss results, you have to make sure you are in that calorie restricted for an extended period of time. So if you're somebody who this calorie restriction stuff is resonating with, you're somebody who wants to go on a traditional diet as a way to lose weight, I have an awesome freebie for you. It is called The Ultimate Guide to Tracking Macros for Fat Loss. I love macros as a tool. I think they can help you be aware of your food choices, and they can also help you ensure that you are in that calorie deficit. So this is a totally free resource. It is super comprehensive. I'll leave the link below in the notes. Um, just sign up, download it and get going. So the next type of restriction is fasting or time restricted eating. And this is something I am personally 
personally a big fan of. This works for me. So the thing about this time-restricted eating or intermittent fasting, whatever you wanna call it, is that there is the traditional 16-8 where you are fasting for 16 hours, eating for eight hours, and you have a much shorter window to put in those calories for the day. And a lot of times women just naturally eat fewer calories. Sometimes they're skipping breakfast or they're having an early dinner, so they're not snacking at night. So it's just kind of an easy way to restrict calories. And in that sense, you have a calorie reduction and it's easier to lose weight. So it really kind of depends on you and what is going to work best for you. Um, but one thing to note here is that I don't think the 16-8 fasting time window is a hard and fast rule. I think you can do a 15-hour fast, a 14-hour fast, a 13-hour fast, a 17-hour fast. I don't think it has to be this 16-8. And the reason I'm saying this is you don't have to white knuckle through it. So if you're somebody who is like, I want to try this fasting thing, I think it could really work for me, but you know, you're not making it to 16 hours, like don't feel like you have to suffer to get to that 16 hours, like break your fast after 13 hours or 14 hours. And I think some of the symptoms to look for where you're like white knuckling it through are, you know, low energy, low mood, crankiness, irritability, that hangriness, um, lightheadedness. I mean, there are some women who have said that they start sweating, things like that. Those are all symptoms that you should not be doing these long fasts. And it just might take your body time to adjust. So one thing I've noticed with this intermittent fasting stuff is that if you're a woman, you might resonate with this. If you're a woman who is still menstruating and having a cycle every month, it is a whole lot easier to start fasting in the first half of your cycle. So basically from the first day of your period to ovulation, it might feel a lot easier to fast. And in the second half of your cycle, it might seem a little bit more challenging, especially that week before your period. So. If you're just starting out, keep this in mind and remember, you know, you don't have to white knuckle through this. So definitely listen to your body. And if you're somebody who's really curious about this intermittent fasting stuff and optimizing your hormones, definitely check out my previous video about this. I give you all the details and how to like, how to fast with your hormones in mind. This is so, so important for women in their thirties and forties and perimenopause and all that, just because things change so much. And it's so common for women to gain weight in this period of their lives. And then also wanted to give a shout out to an awesome freebie, super duper helpful. So it is an intermittent fasting and hormonal health cheat sheet. So if you are interested in this, it's basically a cheat sheet, just lays it all out there as far as when to fast, how to fast, when to do it during your cycle, and then also how to optimize your workouts. So it is really, really helpful. And I do think planning your fasting with your hormones can make you feel better. <laughs> give you more energy, help you be in a better mood, get you better results as far as building muscle, maintaining muscle and losing weight. So definitely check it out. I'll leave a link in the notes. You can download it. It's totally free. So the last type of restriction is food 
food or food group restriction. So again, it's a very traditional type of diet where you go on a paleo diet or a keto diet or the whole 30 or gluten-free or sugar-free or any sort of diet plan where you are cutting out certain foods or food groups. That is a way to restrict calories because you're not eating those types of foods, but you're often removing a lot of junky foods. So like the processed stuff, the fake sugars, too much sugar, industrial oils, that type of stuff. And for a lot of people, this is a really easy way to clean up their diets. And you know, if you're, if you have issues digesting dairy, it's pretty easy to remove dairy. <laughs> or sugar alcohols. That's another one that people have issues digesting. So for a lot of times you're removing like the junky stuff that's going to hinder your progress. So I think any diet that's focused on whole foods is a good option. I just think when they're too restrictive, it's not something that you can do long-term. So I know keto is super hot right now, but like keto just doesn't seem like something that's sustainable. I don't, personally, I don't see myself ever doing a diet like that long term because I do feel like you kind of like miss out on things in life. You miss out on like birthday cake and ice cream and pizza and stuff like that. And I just think life is too long to not have those things in your life. So short term, I think those restrictive diets can work for you, um, but they're not, not my favorite. They're not my go-to. Again, I think if you had a short term goal, you could probably make it work. Um, but long term, I would maybe look towards diets like the paleo diet, or Whole30 or a gluten-free diet or something like that, where I do think there are fewer foods removed, but the foods that are removed are the ones that are the junky foods that are not gonna help you lose weight. So if this form of restriction resonated with you, I have an awesome freebie for you. It's a 40-30-30 meal plan. So it is balanced between protein, carbs, and fat, but this plan is gluten-free, dairy-free. It's very Whole30 paleo-esque. So it's a way to remove gluten and dairy and processed foods and sugar and junk and whatnot. Um, but it's basically a sample meal plan, comes with a ton of whole food recipes, a grocery shopping list, and can be a great way for you to start with this type of restriction. So I will leave a link in the notes and you can sign up and download it and get it totally free. Okay, so now that you know about the three main types of restriction for fat loss, I would love to hear from you. I would love to know which one makes the most sense for you and your goals. Please leave a comment. Let me know what you're thinking. And also, if you enjoyed this video, I would love for you to take a second to like it and subscribe so you don't miss future videos from me.